Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Leaf blowers? Yes, gas-powered leaf blowers. Hmm. Because they're noisy? And, or, they, and they're terrible for the environment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Those leaf blowers <laughs> driving the, you know, meanwhile in China, they got factories that are working 24 7 and pouring fumes into the environment. And nobody has a word to say about that because we don't want to antagonize them because we're getting cheap garbage uh, from the workers that they treat like slaves. But yeah, sure, let's go after the leaf blowers. <laughs> let's go after the leaf blowers. Is anybody serious? Ser- uh, come on. Is anybody serious? This is just, it's almost like a joke. Did you hear the last part of that story? What? That uh, it's a ban of selling them is uh, is already now in effect for the entire state of California. You can't sell gas-powered leaf blowers. Well, what will will Barbara Streisand and and Cher do, you know, to keep the leaves off of their off of their back porch as they walk through to go get in their you know, swimming it's pool. It's heated. You know. um, now, I, I don't want to get too far in the weeds on this, uh, but you know who uh, spoke at the Capitol against this hmm. is, um, I don't know the name of the group, but basically advocating for owners and operators of golf courses because of the amount of space that they have that they have to blow leaves and stuff off of. So. Um, and you know, that's, they were like, that's not a sustainable business model for yeah. us. So. Yeah. Hire, hire a bunch of people with little brooms, little, yeah. <laughs> and then they'll be mad that the wood is being cut down to make the broom. I mean, it's just, these people are out of their minds and I really would be mortified and embarrassed if I were at the state Capitol. And I know I, I, I try to be diplomatic cause I know a lot of people, especially right now at seven thirty seven in the morning, they're in the car on the way to the state Capitol. And I'm told that a lot of Democrats still listen to the show, so I'd prefer not to alienate all of them. But I would be mortified if I were in the General Assembly of Virginia or in the United States Congress with all the issues that are kind of life and death for individuals and the society. And I'm talking about gas-powered leaf blowers. Uh, uh, It's just boggles my mind that that's would be that would even make the the list of things to address Mm, mm. wow okay (laughs) meanwhile seriously you've got 
between 73 million and 100 million dollars flushed down the toilet by this bad deal at VCU uh, to to build a new health building. And you know, I'm not I'm not a real estate mogul. Um, Donald Trump might be able to offer some insight on this now that I think about it. But uh, you know, I just don't think you should get into a deal where it's possible to lose that kind of money with tax money. What you do with your money, if you're you know, if you're Donald Trump, okay, you you it's your money, but not with tax money. And and as we as we talked about last week with Doug Wilder, and then in some of the conversations afterwards. Nobody really seems to be outraged by this except for the little guys and and me. I mean, I guess Jeff's talked about it a couple of times on his show. We have a few reporters who are actually covering this very, very expensive debacle. And Eric Kalenich with the Richmond Times-Dispatch has been very good about keeping up. And I, I wanted to get him in and, and get an update on his reporting. Eric, good morning to you. I, I saw a quote that said that the general I, – I, I'm paraphrasing here – the general consensus amongst lawmakers and those who might have influence over VCU is this was bad, a bad mistake, but it's a forgivable mistake. Is that true? Is that really where people have landed at the Capitol, you think? Good morning. Good morning, John. I, I don't know if that's the consensus, mm-hmm. but there are some people close to VCU who feel that way. Um, you know, if the Board of Visitors thought this was a serious enough matter to fire Michael Rao, they could have done that already. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, the leaders of the board are, are saying the opposite. Um, you know, they've commended Michael Rao for the other good things VCU <laughs> Health has done. Now, the General Assembly, uh, there's not a whole lot legislators can do, you know, if, if they wanted to change up the leadership at VCU besides try to maybe put pressure on the board or something right. like that. Um, you know, the, the governor gets to nominate the board members. And so right now we've got some board members who were nominated by Yunkin, some who were nominated um, by Northam and maybe even some before that. Uh, but so there's a mix of Republican nominated board members and Democratic nominated board members. And that's, that's sort of the governmental authority here is that the governor gets to nominate the people who decide um, the president's career and if, if the president mm-hmm. stays or if he gets fired. When you talk to people, and I assume you talk to some people off the record, so I don't want to get you to, to betray any of that. I'm sure you wouldn't. But is there is there something, honestly, that I am missing or that Governor former Governor Wilder is missing that would lead a responsible individual on the board to say, hey, guys, if I could only explain what really happened here, you would fully understand why we just we can't get rid of the guy over this. It wasn't total malfeasance. It was just a bad situation. Is there something I'm not not understanding that that you've detected in your conversations? Yeah, I mean, if if there's one thing, it's maybe that businesses do this, not maybe not all the time, but Mm -hmm. but businesses do this sort of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, where um, during the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of businesses were trying to figure out, do we move forward with this real estate project or not? And, you know, this real estate project would have cost VCU Health something like $600 million, you know, had they stuck with it, $600 million over 25 years. Mm-hmm. And they got out at $70 million, And then, you know, as you said, there are more fees they have to pay. They're paying, you know, tax-related payments to the city. They're paying to demolish the building that's currently there. So it could go up to, to close to a hundred million. Um, 
and, and, and what I've heard some people say is, well, other businesses, you know, they paid a whole lot more because they, they waited or you know, they didn't make a decision as quickly as VCU Health did to get out. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently some, some businesses had to pay a whole lot more um, than what, you know, a hundred million out of 600 million, you know, um, some, some paid, you know, 50% of, of the, you know, what they owed on deals. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference here is that, like you mentioned, we're talking about somewhat public money, you know, right. VCU health, um, they don't make a lot of their money from taxes. Uh, but you know, the vast majority of the money VCU health makes is from their patients. So, you know, that's insurance, but you know, they also have a lot of Medicare patients. Right. So that is government money. Um, you know, the way VCU and VCU Health said this was they said, well, you know, this wasn't tuition money because those are separate buckets and, you know, we can't mix those money. And yeah, the law does not, uh, does not allow me like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of their patients, you know, have Medicare and, and, and that's paid for by the government. And so there is, I mean, there is government related money here. There is tax related money here. Um, but, uh, they will say it wasn't tuition money. They would say, you know, it's not it's not direct tax money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, and there is a difference between the risk that private businesses can take and government agencies. And I, the the other thing that strikes me here as an observer, who's I don't want to say I've been on both sides of the fence, but I've been in a communications role within the government trying to defend things, and I think I know how a lot of a lot of people would process this is that they got rid of the one guy who seemed to say, hey, I want to flag this for you. This is a potential problem. You know, if this thing goes sideways on us, we got a huge liability. And the next thing, it appears that they offloaded him. I don't know whether that was punishment. Do we know whether that was punishment because he had sounded that alarm or did something else happen where he would be dismissed? Because that seems punitive. From a distance, it, yeah, it, it it seems sketchy the way the two the two things happened mm-hmm. you know, just a few months apart. From what I've been told, I've been told that they were not related. Now, uh, Dr. Kellerman, um, who you know he was asked to resign, um, what was it, you know, three, four, or five months uh, after the whole deal, you know, blew up, mm-hmm. uh, maybe even less than that. Um, now, he's not allowed to to say what happened because um, most of ECU Health employees sign um, non-disclosure agreements when they're hired. And so he can't comment on it. But from, you know, from what I've heard, what my understanding is, what people say is that they were not actually related. Hmm. That seems like a stretch, but okay. If that's what they say, has anybody had a sit down with Michael Rao, the president of ECU, you know, I mean, reporters or I, you know, when the governor does come back on the air, I assume at some point we'll get to talk to him. Uh, and I, I'm, I don't I don't want to be unfair to him, but I'd like to say, Governor, have you called Michael Rao to the governor's office and said, clear two hours off your calendar because I'm going to get it to the bottom of this because I haven't done uh, corporate real estate, but I suspect that. Our governor, with his experience, probably has had a lot of experience, at least in that realm, and maybe he could discern what's going on. And ultimately, I think he is going to get some of the, the the blowback from this. Has anybody had that conversation? Or do we know? I, I I would guess that there are people in the administration, you know, are talking closely with people at VCU, whether it's Yunkin and Rao in the same room, I don't mm-hmm. know, or it's 
you know, someone in the administration talking with someone high at VCU. I'm sure a lot of those discussions have happened. And I think it's notable that Governor Yunkin hasn't come down harder on this. You know, he hasn't said, you know, that heads need to roll at VCU because of this. He right. has, you know, he has, he's put hard pressure on Virginia colleges before, you know, mm-hmm. he said, hey, I, I don't expect you to raise tuition and all the colleges followed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done that. Um, you know, he, he, um, with the community colleges, he basically said, I don't approve of this person you've hired to be the new head of Virginia's community colleges. I want to start the process over again. And that happened. And, mm-hmm. and so, okay, and good so point. Youngkin has, he has some wins when it comes to colleges here and he hasn't come down hard on this. He said, you know, this was a wake up call to the flaws in VCU Health's governance. Mm-hmm. Now, that part is, is, is very clear, you know, that VCU Health, that the way the structure, the way the leadership exists uh, results in, in some problems, you know, where uh, the VCU Health Board isn't talking to the VCU University Board, um, where, you know, there are people on the health board approving real estate deals who they don't have real estate background to approve this and say, is this a good deal or not? Right. That was part of the problem was that at VCU Health, you know, they didn't really have anyone on staff who could evaluate this deal and say if it was good or not. So instead, you know, they went to an outside firm and the outside firm reported back and said, yeah, you know, there, there is some risk involved in this deal. And but it was maybe too late by the time that they went to that because yeah. the wheels were already in motion to get well, this thing happening. So, I mean, so Yunkin, he hasn't I think if Yunkin wanted to come down hard on VCU for this, he could. But he hasn't done that. Yeah. Maybe he knows something that we don't know or has a perspective. I'd be, I mean, at some point, I guess we'll go to talk to him and I'll ask him about that. And I, it is the other thing that sends an alarm for me is nobody from VCU wants to talk about it. Like Michael Rao. If I were Michael Rao, I've got this obnoxious guy at WRVA who keeps beating up on me. At some point, I think I'd either confront that person on the air directly or send somebody to do it. And for some reason, he, either he's above it all and doesn't think he needs to answer any questions or he just figures it's going to go away i got news for you i'm not going to let it go away and and i appreciate eric that you're uh, covering it um so thoroughly eric kalenich with the times dispatch thank you for coming on yeah no problem thanks for having me 748 on this monday morning back with more in a moment on news radio wrva we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com